Hey, landlords, are you ready to level up your rental game and simplify your life? Well, get ready to meet your new best friend, KeyCheck. KeyCheck is your all-in-one solution for stress-free property management with tenant-paid screenings, rent payment processing, online lease creation with eSign, and a suite of incredible landlord tools. You'll wonder how you ever lived without it. No more chasing down checks or sifting through piles of applications. KeyCheck helps you organize and manage all things landlording in a simple and efficient way. So if you're tired of the rental chaos and crave seamless, efficient management, head over to KeyCheck.com and sign up today. Make landlord life a breeze with KeyCheck, the game changer for modern property owners. Welcome to Landlord Diaries, where we talk about midterm rentals and the opportunities behind them. We'll share landlord stories, talk about maximizing investment potential, and discuss how to live the very best landlord life. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Furnished Finder, the place for everything midterm rentals. Remember to like and subscribe if you enjoy our content. Hi, guys. We are back. This is Kelly Bailey, your podcast host uh, from the Austin, Texas area. And hey, everyone. I'm Katie Lyon. I'm in the Denver area, and I'm also a proud member of the Furnished Finder team. Today, we got to talk to Liz, and Liz was so, so interesting to talk to. She has a Victorian house um, in New York with seven, I'm sorry, eight separate apartments. Not eight rooms, which was my first understanding. Eight full-blown apartments, separate entrances, independent kitchens. I mean, the works. So it was so cool to talk to her. She has a really interesting story about a house fire, Um, And she is a seasoned landlord with good advice for anyone on their journey. So please remember that this podcast is brought to you by Furnished Finder. And on the Furnished Finder platform, there are no booking fees for traveler or property owner. So we're all looking to save a dollar these days. So make sure you check it out when you're looking for your next place. Hi, Liz. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. We're so excited to hear your feedback. So let's jump into the first question. Uh, What made you want to get into the house hacking business and why a Victorian home in Saratoga Springs, New York? Well, uh, it was a little more of a falling into it type situation than a deep desire to get into it situation. Um, I moved into this house in, well, in order to not have to think of dates, I'll say about four or five years before it was purchased. And uh, I was a tenant in one of the apartments. Um, It was a great apartment, really, really cool apartment, uh, right in downtown Saratoga. Super, like, just great location. I was already living in Saratoga. It was a few blocks away. And um, I lived in that apartment for, like I said, about four or five years. And uh, just love the building. It's great old Victorian. And uh, the owner at the time was someone that, you know, I really hit it off with. And eventually he decided to sell and suggested that maybe it might be me that wanted to buy it. 
and um, he was right. <laughs> That's awesome. So when you said you were a renter in this in this home, and then the opportunity came for you to buy it, can you describe? the home to us like the layout um so here's the deal i really liked how liz um helped me understand it in our intro call which is it's one shared uh entry stairway so imagine like a condo where you enter um into a closed in type hallway where it's air conditioned and lighted where you're going into a safe environment to to enter each individual uh, unit. So her front door goes straight up a set of stairs and then has five doors at the top of those stairs, which are the five individual units uh, okay. on the inside. And then there's three with exterior door entrances on the outside. That's, is that, am I recalling it correctly, Liz? You're, you're, you're dead on. The only difference is that when you walk into that front door, the, uh-huh. one of the apartments is on that first level. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. So there's a, a like a first floor apartment, and then you walk up the stairs, and there are four doors at the top at the landing. So and, this really um, is everyone has their complete own unit, own bedroom, own bathroom, own own kitchen, own private entrance. You may or may not even know who else is in the house. Right. Wow, that's impressive. And and they at this you know they all have their own utilities as well. This okay. How big is how big is the house altogether? It's a little it's a little over four thousand square feet. Okay, so how about how do you split them all up as far as long term, mid term, short term, and how did you come to the conclusion to do which one with which one? Right. So initially, it was all long term. Okay, and that's that's how it has mostly been going since you know, majority of my time renting them has been long-term. But in 2019, um, I was living in a small unit at the time, and I decided to go ahead and renovate it. Well, I renovated it. I liked living in it. And then I thought, you know, I think I might move into a bigger unit and then rent this one out, which I did. Um, And I met a... Uh, a friend at this point, someone who works with me very regularly. Um, You know, he's just a great asset to uh, helping me out. And he, he had done an Airbnb at his house and um, we got talking about it and he said, give it a shot. So I did. And um, then through networks of people that do renting, <laughs> I found out about furnished finders. And um, that seemed like a really, really good, it, that seems like a really good um, division of my time and labor. Right. You know, it just, it gives me, it's just not so much turnover. And mm-hmm. yet it's enough turnover that um, I have a really good, read on how the apartments are are being uh, cared for because I'm in there Mm -hmm. you know now and again and um, I really just tried it and I've I've really enjoyed it I you know it's worked out really well so far Um, I'm pretty I'm very new in furnished finders just started it with an apartment that I renovated a bathroom in 
okay. um, after a long-term person left and I decided to just put it right on furnished finders and got somebody and um, I had already had a few reservations through another platform right so I had so I'm kind of doing those now, and then I'm going back to Furnish Finders in September. Nice. Roughly how much do you spend to furnish one of your units? The first one, it was in the $4,000 range. That's not bad okay. at all. Do you ever get complaints from your from your long terms that they don't know the people coming in for short term, or they don't they don't mind it at all? It's I well knock on you know whatever I have not had any yet, and That's the, great. the units that I rent. Uh, short term are not in in the main house, so okay. right. when you when you picture the main house, if you're looking at it and you go in that stairwell mm-hmm. and you're in the original Victorian house, uh-huh. those are all long term renters. The two that are short and midterm are down the driveway and down the sidewalk, and okay. you enter from the side, okay. so they don't access the main house. And that's that kind way, of a nice separation too. Yeah. So what have you, what have you come to learn as far as like, I know we talked about the, the expense of furnishings, but when it comes to like end of the day profits and how it affects your bottom line, as far as the, um, long terms, midterms, short terms, um, and how is that, like, how do you feel like that balance is going with the mix that you have? Um, well, I, you know, it's really, it's definitely a, a learning as I go, you know what I mean? And, and, and it changes based on the market. Sure. Too. So, you know, it's a, it's a whole new, I mean, I am an artist and an art teacher, so it's a whole new uh, realm, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's not something I was really trained in. So I really do have to kind of watch things and see how the market is doing, um, see what pricing is like. I do a lot of, not all the time, but I do regular research into what other units are going for. Mm-hmm. I'm on furnished finders in my region looking at other um, units, you know, to be in a fair market value. and. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Both short-term and mid-term are going to bring in more than a, a long-term rental. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, I'm paying utility costs for both of right. those units. So right now, because uh, we're in the situation where utilities are more expensive, you know, we'll have to kind of see how it goes. Um, right. I, I will still be in the black. Like, it'll still be a profitable venture. But right. We'll see how the costs and utilities affect. The, yeah, utilities the are an interesting thing. I know, I mean, short term, obviously, you can't have someone come in for an Airbnb and then charge them for electric, right? right. Midterm gets a little bit different. I know uh, at Furnish Finder, the vast majority of our property owners do include utilities, but then we do have a handful where, especially if it's a very, um, I'm thinking like Arizona or places that get so hot or that that the fluctuation of um, utilities can be so high even season to season or um, just with different changes in pricing. Um, we do have some landlords who 
adjust that and, and work it into the lease as far as like, you know, I will cover such and such much or, um, you know, you're going to contribute this and I'll go this much. And I know Kelly and I both own properties um, in different cities and with different situations as well. And I think what's nice just from at least myself as a landlord is knowing that there's some options, right? Like, okay, because mm-hmm. if you do find yourself like, okay, hey, I'm not clearing quite as much as I would like, you have some options. You can raise the price or you can get creative with the agreement of the utilities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's interesting. I know, um, you know, with, with short-term rentals, there's a lot more expectations, right? Like if my family rented an Airbnb for vacation and someone tried to charge me for electric, I would be like... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. thank what? you. Uh, yeah, no, thank you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, always as landlords, especially in this market, it's so nice to have that control. And I think, yeah, that's that's important. So that's that's really interesting to hear. Um, and, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it keeps going well. What kind – do you know – do you mind sharing what kind of occupation or do you know about your midterm renter, like why they are renting? Is it a travel nurse? Is it someone who's relocating? Well, it's interesting. So I've, I have kind of just come into this and um, I've ha- I have had a lot of interest from traveling nurses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the person that'll be looking tomorrow is a traveling nurse. Um, but the first person that came in was not actually uh, a coach for a summer sport um, connected with the college. So it was a person that was, you know, hired by the college to come in and coach a summer sport. And um, that was kind of, I I was not expecting that, you know, and I mean, it's fine. It was, it worked out great, but um, Mm -hmm. you know, it just kind of showed me like, Oh, this, this can really be, a, a, a multitude of people that are looking at it, you know, looking it's, at it's it. amazing the different people who are looking for a midterm rental that I had not even thought of, you know, like, like he's like a, a coach going, you know, I would have never thought of that. I would have never in a million years thought of that. Yeah. And it makes sense if it's a college for relocating. It totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing how we don't, we don't think of that stuff. So, well, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a, it, you know, this, so to just fill that picture out a little more, this guy was, uh, lives in another town about mm-hmm. maybe four hours away. Oh, wow. Okay. Considering relocating has a job that, uh, he works remotely so it didn't matter where he lives based on his job, but okay. this coaching situation mm-hmm. brought him into this town. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what he'll end up deciding, but he was three months with me and then now he'll be three months with another furnished finders on the other mm-hmm. side of town. Um, and fun. Yeah. So, I mean, who yeah. knows? You know, he might relocate, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. That's we had cool. one round of guests that stayed at two of our properties. They stayed at one for a couple months and then thought they liked South Austin and stayed in South Austin and realized they really liked North Austin better. And by the time they were coming back this direction, uh, we had a different property available uh, that lined up with their date. So it was fun. They stayed in two of our different properties. That's so cool. It was. 
they were a really sweet family from Canada. So we've we felt very blessed to get to know them for for the time that they are here. Then and right now they're they're at a lake house, so they're they're having a ton of fun. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, um, I mean, there's something to be said about getting to know that that whatever city or town you're considering staying in before you plant your roots, because that right. never used to be an option, and you kind of like gauge what you can, but. Right to get to know the neighborhoods, the different areas, the schools that take that takes some time. You can't do that in a day. So, right. Yeah, Dave, Dave and I are actually considering. Dave likes deals. My that's my husband, and so he went skiing last year and was like, "Wow, lift tickets are so expensive." And so then, uh, you know, you get those epic passes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I really think I should do an epic pass this year. And I just, I saw his wheels turning and it was like, he was considering doing an epic pass for himself, which to me says three guys trips alone. And so right. I said, you know, I said, um, I like your thinking, you know, we don't go very often, so it's not likely that we'll use it uh, very much. But if you really want to do it, let's do it. Let's commit to it and buy two, not one. So so that's what he did. He bought two. And so we're talking about renting a place on Furnish Finder for a month in whatever ski town we pick oh, from that fun. area. Yes, and bringing our dog uh, so she can enjoy it as well. So we're going to start looking soon and see what's available. But it's it's always so neat why people travel. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And to be in, you know, to be in somebody's place that's actually been considered, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I, the hotel thing is just, just a whole, you know, it just doesn't have any, it just doesn't have any gravitas. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know how it's just, I mean, you kind of go and it's, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of clinical. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, some people just love that. They love to travel that way, you know, where, and it's kind of, there's a predictability about it. Um, I think there's like a time and a place for hotels, right? Like they're really Uh great if you're only going for a short stay or sometimes my husband and I like, we'll travel and we're like, listen, I just don't want to think about anything. I don't want to do any communication with a host or a landlord or anything like just book it and be done. And there's a time for that. Right. But mm-hmm. the vast majority of the time now, like we're interested in, like you said, like something a little bit more personal sometime that I don't know, it just feels like you're really getting the full sense of the trip. Not yes. Just... Like living somewhere. Yeah. When I think of hotels, I think of price. It's, got to be more yeah. expensive than a than a home yeah. to rent a lot of times so mm-hmm. just a reminder that furnish finder does have hotel partners so if you're a traveler and you're looking to stay somewhere the houses are great uh but if you don't find one that fits your needs we also have hotels that mm-hmm. are at a discounted rate that have been negotiated that uh you know help kind of offset that cost a little bit that you can right. enjoy as well mm-hmm. y'all want to jump on to the next question let's do it okay so uh, I want to bring it back personal. We talked about the college a little bit. You also mentioned that Saratoga Springs is, has a cute downtown area. So why don't, if we have travelers listening or landlords that are looking for a new you know, place to invest, why don't you tell us uh, about uh, downtown Saratoga Springs and uh, what, uh, what you teach at the college and, and what your art is like? All right. Well, um, first of all, I don't teach at the college anymore. I did briefly, but I okay. do teach, at this point I do teach high school uh, ceramics. 
And okay. so I'm not right, I'm not right at the college. Um, and I actually travel. I actually commute to work. So I have a little bit of a trip to work. So I've looked at furnished finders in the town I work in. And oh, how cool. I probably will be going in a week or so to look at one um, over that way. I'm just over the border of Vermont with teaching. That's so, awesome. Um, you know, once you learn about these things, you get to not just, you know, kind of use them on both ends. Right. <laughs> like you you realize all the uh-huh. options that yeah. there are. That's so cool. Um, but the town is really, it's really great. It's changed a ton. Um, it's an old historic town, you know, 1800s Victorian. It was, um, it's called Saratoga Springs because there are a ton of springs. Mm. And it's Hot also or cold? Uh, cold. Mm. Not, not like the, you know, not like the hot springs and stuff in Colorado. But, oh man, um, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for the hot springs. Yeah, yeah. No, I love, I love those too. But this is more of the um, drinking type, mm. like the, the, you know, spring water for healing type. So that nice. was kind of the, the, um, the draw, the allure was the, the, the tagline for the city is health, history, and horses. It has the <laughs> old, has the oldest horse racing track in the country. Wow. Um, and it's a beautiful track. And, uh, then also the, it was, it's also called spa city because of the, the spas and you know but there are still the roosevelt baths um that you can go and get a it's like a sparkling mineral bath it's just natural it's naturally effervescent so you kind of float in the tub it's really weird um but it's great and it's it's just amazing it is it is and uh you know there's a old victorian pool um in the state park which is just really really great it's all freshwater spring fed and um, a little chilly, which is nice on a hot day. <laughs> and it's it's a very vibrant downtown. Um, in the time that I've lived in the town, um, it's really grown exponentially. I mean, it really is just it's it's a little uh, it's a, it's a lot for <laughs> for people who have lived here for a long time. It's it's a lot. There's a lot of activity. There's a lot of business. Um, and the city grows. It's a very small city, but it is actually considered a city. Um, it mm-hmm. just grows by leaps and bounds for July and August during the track season. Okay. Um, and I guess initially, you know, we get the New York City. I mean, really, we're, you know, there were trains from New York City to Saratoga come up for the, for the spa, for, for healing, for the race, racetrack. Okay. Um, and that's sort of its brief history. Katie and I have another place to add to our list. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, you should come, definitely. Come visit. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So it sounds like it's definitely a a town with some history, and I'm assuming your house is not the only house that is older. Um, How has that impacted your investment, and um, how has, like, maintenance and upkeep been? Because I know personally, and I think this is very common in investors and property owners, anything like pre nineteen eighty gives me tremors. <laughs> With good reason, right? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's like not that anything can't happen to any house of any age, but there's just there's something about not really knowing what's behind those walls and not knowing what's 
what's the next, you know, what's going to happen. So tell us how that's been. Have you encountered anything that, you know, taken a big hit or do you do anything kind of preventatively or what's, what's that like? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by Furnished Finder, the ultimate platform for hassle-free midterm rentals. Whether you're a seasoned landlord or just getting started, Furnished Finder is the place for you. With Furnished Finder, you can say goodbye to booking fees and hello to direct bookings for 30 day plus days. It's a win-win for everyone involved. So if you're ready to experience the joys of midterm renting and take a load off your landlord shoulders, head over to FurnishedFinder.com today. We make it easy to get started. We're grateful to Furnished Finder for sponsoring this episode and we're sure you'll love what they have in store for you. Well, it, I mean, that's the big, <laughs> that's the big deal, right? Right. Uh, about a house like mine. Because that, so I'm in the historic district. I'm right in the historic district. Okay. And, and what that means in a town like this one is that it matters. Right. You know, um, so in a historic district, there are, you know, there's a design review commission for the whole city but in right. a historic district there are very very uh strict guidelines for keeping it in you know mm -hmm. in keep, keeping it lined up with right. with, with what, what was there so um my story about that <laughs> is that um i actually did have a really large house fire in 2005 oh, oh my gosh yeah and so um, that was a an electrical issue that was in uh, well, it was a power strip. It wasn't an electrical issue. It was a it was a very old power strip, and um, in one of the apartments. And so that was where I actually got my education in mm. uh, what happens, how things work in a historical district, how things work with an old house. Um, and it was absolutely amazing to learn. It was also completely overwhelming, but it was right. amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I worked, you know, with an amazing contractor who'd been working in the city for many years, and um, and I had a partner at the time. So having that, having the division of labor, and really, you know, um, that was help that was amazingly helpful. Um, that is not something that anybody wants to go through. Right. You know, mm -hmm. not, it, it's very much not advisable to renovate your house <laughs> through fire. Like right. it's, it's not, not a good a, idea. This is less than ideal. No, very, mm -hmm. very, very, very much less than ideal. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, if we hadn't gotten uh, the guy that we did to work with, you know, it might have just been a walkaway situation because right. he really knew what he was doing right. every every bit. Um, so there were all sorts of things that, that I learned. You know, there was a, um, if you look in the horse, if you're into horse racing and you look up the horse name Man of War, um, that's a famous racehorse. And there was literally a racing ticket in the wall oh my behind the wall board 
for Man of War for that for a race that that, that wow. horse was. Oh my gosh! Yeah, just wild stuff. Really right. wild. Stuff. Um. So there are a lot of things, you know, maintenance and upkeep, and really kind of making sure that I mean, the way that that went was that uh, we worked one hundred percent with the city. Okay. We followed every code, and we followed all the recommendations from the Design Review Commission. And that is um, the way that I see that's best to do it. Right. You know, that we weren't trying mm-hmm. to kind of get around it or skirt it or go under it. or mm-hmm. um, and We just said, you know, what do we need to do? How do we do it? And, um, and then that's the way we'll do it. Um, not everybody does that. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. Some people kind of say, well, I mean, there are, you know, kind of get around this, get around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does, I think, tend to make things harder. That's what I've seen. Um, good thought, good advice. It, I'm sure it does make things harder. Um, I think you bring up a very good point, and I'm sorry you had to go through the fire. And that at that point, I think you had long, eight long-term renters that went through the fire as well. Mm-hmm. So... Did you feel like uh, you had the right insurance in place and that uh, your insurance really covered you well? And what about uh, your your tenants as well? Yeah, I mean, we really did have the right insurance in place. And that was really because of the good. person that we had purchased it from. Mm, that's um, good. That was good. just, you know, really foresight on his part. And it was really, um, really important. I mean, it's really important to have the right insurance on your property. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's also, and I they, think that shows the power of a broker, right? Because I know this, uh, I, Kelly and I both just recently closed on properties. And um, when I was going through ours, the insurance came in expensive, a lot more than we had modeled for. And um, there was someone in, in the mortgage company recommended a second a, a second quote from a different company got that quote came in cheaper went back to the first one to show him and he was like yeah that's because this isn't going to cover you you know if a b or c happens and this isn't valid in this state and this is you know this is actually not going to apply and i'm like okay like that all makes sense and it it's something that i think i did not appreciate for a long time is having an insurance broker who really understands the ins and outs of not only the policy but the the property and the location because mm-hmm. there's different risks and hazards of different properties different locations and to have someone who's aware of that and educated is oh my gosh it, it's huge it's huge yeah i think and- sometimes there there you know there are so many things that we don't know that we don't know right mm-hmm. and that's that's not really a great area to to say, well, I didn't know. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I mean really it's it is an important it's a really important part of it. Um yeah. and I'm glad that it was that it was mm-hmm. well. Yeah, that's there. fantastic. How about the renters? Did they did you require renters insurance or how were they covered through the, the experience? Uh many of them did not have coverage. Mm-hmm. And that changed my lease. Mm-hmm. So after that incident I require it now I can't okay. you know I, I, I mean basically it's in the lease that the tenant is responsible for renters insurance right mm-hmm. um, and I don't have them send me the um, the proof of it but 
That's not a bad idea either, though. You know? Right. That's not a bad idea. And I'm just thinking of it right this second. <laughs> you know, but I do have them sign off on that, that, that they, they see that I'm requiring it. Um, so did your renters lose everything because they didn't have renter insurance or did your insurance still cover them for things? Um, so the main unit that lost everything was mine Okay. because I was above it mm. and the unit. So the unit where the, where the power strip was, mm -hmm. um, and it was just literally right under the unit that we were living in. Mm -hmm. So that unit and then the one above it was mine and that was the lose everything. Wow. Um, most of the other units that people were able to get their stuff, you know, it, it just, there wasn't as much damage in any right. of the other units. So there was some water damage below it. Um, and there was smoke damage, of course, right. but mm -hmm. you know, and the other thing is that one of the things that I like, so the other, the other thing that is different about my property than other investors is I live here. Right. This is my this is my property. I mean, this is my home. Right. So, um, so, you know, it's kind of like a family in a way, and I don't mean it's in a family like we're it's a family like we are open door policy. Mm -hmm. It's not at all. Um, but I care about my tenants. Right. A lot, and I think they know they know it. Right. You know, I mean, we we say hello every day. We talk. We you know and. Um, if there's a problem, I want to know right away. And, you know, I, it, it's, um, so there actually ended up being a benefit. It was a benefit for, uh, the tenants in town, a couple bands played and, um, you Aww. know, they, oh, yeah, they, awesome. so the town, it, you know, really everybody came out and, uh, they really got everything back based on that. That's fantastic. That's great. Okay, well, let's move on to the next question. If every, everybody's good, any last comments from that section? No, I think we're good. I okay. will, add, I will uh -huh. add that one thing about that is that our insurance did cover their displacement. Oh, that's important. Oh, yeah, wow. so, I, you know, I don't want to, uh, there were elements of the biz, of the building insurance that were, mm -hmm. that did actually cover the tenants. Right. So, it wasn't like, okay, you're on your own and you have to, you know, somebody has to throw you a benefit to get right. any. Right, right. But it helps to offset, yeah. you know, their losses of things. Right. With that being said, I do have two guests right now. So we have five houses and, and two of them, um, this is my first round of insurance guests. Um, and both of them had fires in their homes. Oh, and wow. like you're saying, were displaced and needed a new place to live. So both of them were in hotels for a while uh, and then connected then uh, the relocation services found my properties on furnish finder and connected uh, you know connected me with them um, and you know with the through the approval process but a at the end of the day the the renters have to say yes I want to live in this home if not right. they keep looking for other properties right. um, but it was it's incredible what they can do. Uh, they they were renters, uh, one of them, and it, you know covered a pretty nice 
uh, monthly cost uh, in, a, in a nice home for them. And then they also, it was one we had, we, it, this is right going on right now. So it's one we had just closed on. And so mm. it was, she called and said, hey, you know, do you have this property available? I was like, this one's not, but we have a, another property that we just closed on that is available. And she said, um, is it furnished? Is it not furnished? I was like, well, I can furnish it. That would take a couple of weeks um, right. or we can do it unfurnished. She said, don't worry about it. We can have furniture and all the silverware, glasses, starter kit, everything in, uh, washer, dryer, everything in four days. Wow. I was so impressed. And that's the insurance covering the renters that were going through a, a fire. So, and so it was, that, we've talked. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. So that was the renter's insurance that they had gotten. I don't know if it's their insurance or the, or the owner's insurance. I didn't dig deeper into that, but mm. whoever's insurance it was, they were well covered. And so now they're going to be in our home for six months with uh, a furniture partner called Court, which mm -hmm. uh, Katie and I have talked to other landlords about Court. And so it was really cool to be on the receiving end to see Court come in and transform a place in four days. Well, they transform it in four hours. But, right. Uh, All the coordination. Right, right. So yeah. that was... that. That was super special. Okay, well, That's great cool. conversation. Let's jump into landlord logistics. How does mail work with one address and eight units? Did you have to change the mailboxes or you just divvy it up? No, no it's just, it literally is the same address with apartment number one, two, three, okay. four, seven, eight. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and uh, it's basically- Was that set up before you bought it or you had to put that together? Yeah, that was already up. So when when I lived um, when my, when I moved in, I lived in number eight, and so um, okay. yeah, it was already set up. And it's you know the the guy who was here for three months, he just had his mail delivered here, and you know he just he changed it out, and you know people that are in the mid range renters, they they obviously also get access to the, the mailbox. I do right. with the short range. I do. Um, I do stipulate that there, there can't be mail delivered unless they, unless they check with me. Um, okay. It, it just for a whole bunch of different, different reasons. Right. You know, I, right. I didn't know that <laughs> when I started and one of, one of my early people that rented short term, um, they were leaving. They were they were students, and they rented for like maybe five days before their flight out of the country to go back home. Mm -hmm. And there were a bunch. They had all these packages delivered, oh and gosh. I wasn't home one day the day they were leaving. And they were you know they couldn't get into the main building because they don't have access oh, to no. it. And so that you know they were knocking on. You know what I mean? It was just one of those things like oh, okay, right. no, no, no mail. Just if you want to get mail, just contact me and we'll. We'll set up it a, out. Right. Yeah. In CO to me. And that way right. I'll get it to you, you know? So. so how do you handle the books, the leases, the accounting, all of that with eight properties, right? I mean, that's, I can imagine that is a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. I mean, I've been doing it for a while. So it's, I think it's, 
you know, I have a, a system. Um, I am not an accountant mm-hmm. and I'm not a bookkeeper. Um, I do have a bookkeeper that helps me. Um, I don't really use them that much because I kind of, you know, I kind of have a system. I, re- I mean, right. really my record keeping system is very, very, very basic. And I learned it from a person who had a, um, a business, a, a small business. And it's like so archaic. It really is. It's, it's I want to hear it. I need oh, a better system. Well, I, you're, I don't think you're going to use it. <laughs> okay. I can tell you this. It, there's, it's not an app. It's literally um, just I staple receipts onto a piece of paper. I label them. Um, I, I just save everything. It's a binder. Every year is a separate binder. And the leases from last year, the people that renew, they get turned right into this year. They get transferred from the year before into the new binder. Um, everything that comes through in in this year gets stored and saved in that binder. Um, I have to, like I said, I have a bookkeeper. Basically, I think you know he probably helps me out maybe three or four times a year, kind of quarterly, to okay. uh, just make sure that we're all up and up and right. um, you know he he'll run up. Uh, profit and loss. I mean, I can run the profit and loss too. You know, right. obviously, mm-hmm. that is on, on um, QuickBooks or whatever it is that I use. I think right. it's um, and So, it's, you, do you take those receipts eventually and enter them into QuickBooks, or what do you do with yeah. those receipts? Yeah, they go. Yeah, they go. They all go QuickBooks. into. Yep. Yep. And okay. Uh, so he really helps me on that. I I do believe I could do it. On my own, it's pretty simple if you just keep up on it. Right, that's the challenge: is keeping up on it. It is, and because I have another uh, full-time job that I do, yeah, um, my time is, you know, I can only do. I only have so many hands, you know. Um, Right, right. So that's really how how it's done. I do have an accountant that does, you know, taxes and stuff, Um, and. I don't know. It's uh, it seems to go pretty well. Good. Some hey, sometimes the the classic solution to go to QuickBooks is all you need. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think you know I've tried all sorts of different um, all sorts of different things over the years. I've tried right. all these different apps like you know Mint and uh, you know all these different ones that you can find out about if you read anything. You know you can get mm-hmm. like five million different options of things to do but um mm-hmm. really it's just taking care of it in the moment one thing at a time right and um i did eventually mm-hmm. like i did actually transition a lot of things to automatic um payment just because mm-hmm. you know i just really wanted to make sure that nothing got forgotten by me right you know? right um definitely and that that was a really good move um it just helps a lot. And then it's just a matter of checking that everything's on the level, that something didn't get taken out that, that should have been. Right. Good. All right. We're, we've got about probably five minutes left. So let's 
Uh, let's move over to our last section, Furnish Finder Favorites. And I really liked uh, what you said in our intro call, and we'll see if it's still the same or different. But you said there's a big need for Furnish Finder type housing in your area. So why is that? Well, we, we have a lot of um, hospitals in this area. Mm. You know, we have a lot of, lot of transitional folks. Um, we have a lot of people that are coming up from uh, New York and in COVID. Uh, so we've had two major influxes in Saratoga. Um, one was after 9-11 and the other one was okay. COVID. So we've had a, a major, major influx. And, um, you know, people that are kind of transitional and, you know, just needing needing places to stay. But, I mean, the whole work world has completely changed. Right. And Absolutely. So People can it's work a, anywhere. Yes. And it's a desirable place to be. You know, um, I had a gal stay for quite a while. Um, it was, it was mid mid range, uh, stay. Mm -hmm. It came in from England. She'd gotten a engineering position here in, uh, one of the large, um, plants that we have. You know, we have a we have okay. a bunch of microchip stuff going on. Uh, so in there's this area. demand from a lot of different areas. There's people relocating. Yeah. There's yes. long-term tourists, if you will. There's medical. There's you know, machining yep. or whatever you want to call it. That's awesome. There's there's not a lot of towns that have kind of that functional appeal and demand and the tourist demand. So that's mm -hmm. that sounds pretty unique. That sounds. That sounds really interesting. So, okay, well, I think um, our last question today and thing that we really want to touch on is what are your favorite Furnish Finder or key check um, features that you use so far? I know you said that you're just getting started and you're looking forward to more and more midterm rentals, but even this far into your journey, what are you finding on um, those two sites that's really helping make things a little bit easier for you? Well, the thing I, even when Kelly and I had talked initially, the thing that really, it, really, really, I think is impressive um, and really helpful. And I dug into it to a degree, um, but I want to dig in a little more is the tracking, really the tracking right. of, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, it's very unique as far as what I'm familiar with where you really, really, it, there's a lot of um, data entry. Right. You go into the Furnish Finder site. The, the, there's a lot of areas for data entry of right. mm -hmm. um, time spent, you know, uh, like length of stay, um, contact information for your renters, you know, names. I mean, it's just, there's a whole, I mean, they're not even going to come to me right now because I'm trying to think of them. but. Mm -hmm. There's a lot expenses. of expenses. Yes, ex right. Exactly. Exactly. And um, I really, really, that is really helpful to have that all in one place. Good. So awesome. as I move more into Furnish Finders, you know, that stuff mm -hmm. can kind of, I can kind of track my income right. through just the unit. Like if I decide to do another one sometime, I can kind of track the income. Maybe I'll change Mm -hmm. you know, one into more of a midterm. Um, and I find that that's when I can get everything into one spot. Right. 
pretty valuable. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, you know, and you, the tenant tracking uh, under your dashboard as a landlord, that's not limited to your furnished finder guests either. It's like you could use it for any of your long-term, mid-term, or short-term guests, which is nice. I had a similar um, need that I really need to be more consistent on filling mine out because every time I need to find out what day Elise started, I always <laughs> go to my Law Depot account and look at my saved leases because if I'm on the go I don't have to have my computer with me I can just log into Law Depot and it's right there now if I'm at home then I could just pull it up on my computer or sometimes Dave creates the leases so I've got some on mine he's got some on right. his but everything's stored under Law Depot which is a huge benefit and same thing for tenant tracking I realized my end dates I don't track those currently because they're through text. It's like a lot of our guests are either remodels or they're moving to the area and don't know what day, you know, they don't know what area of town they want to live in or how long they want to stay right. or like these insurance claims. Um, they don't know when the remodeling project's going to be finished. So it's like all of that goes is in a text message, which is deleted after not very long so tenant tracking is such a great tool for that so good good reminder um any last things we want to discuss that i just want to say that's even more good info for me because i you know that's mm -hmm. it that's a i got to look at it even like i said more deeply Very yeah it's almost like right. a miniature property management software yes mm -hmm. yep. which is sometimes like we've been saying sometimes you don't need the full-blown expensive complicated software sometimes you just need a simple solution mm -hmm. yeah i think the the more complex the software is the harder it is to to use right i agree you know? right yeah <laughs> awesome well it was so good getting to know you and to hear i your house sounds so interesting and as does the town i just it, kelly was right it is um on my bucket, bucket list. list now and I can't wait I can't wait to see it so it was such a pleasure mm -hmm. to talk to you and thank you for taking time out of your day it was my pleasure Definitely. happy to do it I just um I I just I don't know I love this I love doing this I love renting I love the rental business um I like the you know providing the space for people I like it when people feel that they can call this home even if it's for a short amount of time right and feel like they're well taken care of and um Love it. yeah it's it's a good feeling it really is it is well liz thank you so much for being um on the show with us today what i love most about our show is it's just landlord stories and how we can learn from each other so we really appreciate everything you shared today i have some thoughts especially from the fire conversation like that's that's some things I'm going to take to heart and re-listen to and you know figure out hey am I am I set up for success so such great information that we can all learn from each other so if you are liking our show just don't forget to subscribe and uh, hit like on this on this specific episode and until next time thank you thank you for your time Liz everybody have a good day thank, thank you, you. Bye, bye bye.